Welcome to Sports Girls Podcast, brought to you by sportstalk.ie. Check out gemevents.ie, candy carts, chocolate fountains, selfie mirrors. We got all your party needs covered at gemevents.ie. Healthandfitnessireland.net. We put you back in control of your health, fitness, nutritional and well-being needs through education, advice and motivation. Check out healthandfitnessireland.net. Looking to dance the night away? Check out thelols.ie, the perfect sound for your next wedding, party or function. Great set lists lively and sure crowd pleasers thelols.ie so girls we're going to start with the big news and perfect timing as well the Kamoki All-Stars um, the nominations are out um, Anne-Marie you know is there, what your thoughts on it is there anyone that you think deserves to be there or someone that you're surprised to see there um, actually one thing I came across season that I was really um, surprised about is there's four Kilkenny players named like nominated for the full backline I don't know if I've ever seen it before where four players have been nominated for three positions. Uh, I just thought it was very strange. There's also three defenders in the half-back line. I just thought it was... You know, well, yeah, because the men sometimes do that or if they're doing um, a team of the year, you know, the, the you know a player who should be wing forward that could have him, you know, just to, to, in order to fit, fit him in or slot him in. So is it something like that that they're trying to, you know, appease too many people? Yeah, I'm not sure now. Um, it was Grace Walsh, Catching Foley, Edwina Keane and Colette Dormer were nominated in the full-back line. And I just thought that um, the full-back line of Grace, Colette and Edwina was class, or not Edwina, Colette, was class. And I'm, I'm not sure where, I can't remember off the top of my head where Edwina played um, on the All-Ireland final day, but they also had Claire Steele and Anne Dalton and Davina Tobin in the half-back line nominated. So, it seems to be a win-win for Kilkenny, regardless of having seven players nominated for six positions. Yeah, because even with with the ladies, you know, with Dublin so dominant, it was um, completely different than the football one. Yeah, like I, I just I only came across it this evening. I just thought it was strange. I'm not sure what the the um, practice was behind it, but I I think overall, I think they. The, the nomination team got it right. I think there's no one that could be left out. Um, I think it's brilliant to see, in particular, Beth Carson getting a nomination. She's been fantastic all year for Washford, as like Neve Rocket. Um, two girls who we probably wouldn't have seen had they not reached the semi final stage. Um, as well, Tip and Kilkenny, they'll always get all star nominations once they reach the knockout stage. I think, of course, um, that power has been around the square. Um, Carl Kivan deserves a nomination as well. I think she's top scorer of the whole championship. So I, I don't think there's anyone in particular that I was very surprised though. I thought it was pretty bang on the players who deserve their, their nod. Two of your teammates as well are um, nominated? Yeah, I'm delighted for both of them. Um, Siobhan was the four top scorer in the championship and um, Roisin was player the match against Tipperary but the two of them have been fantastic all year they only won um, the county championship there on Sunday so I'd say they're having a great week but I just thought it was it was very efficient that the two of them won um, the club championship and they all started to be nominated in one week you know it's just a batch of good news for them and delighted for them. Eilish yourself what's your take on it um, are you a bit like Army, kind of surprised to see um, so many from the one county nominated in a particular position? Yeah, I know, it's not. I actually didn't arrive in the election seven um, nominated for that time. It's a huge achievement for Kenny to have seven out of six 
positions. Um, I they're going to find it hard to pick kick them all. Um, yeah, I just had a quick glance of the of the nominees, and I think they're pretty much bang on um, from what I've seen in the last thirty years. So. Uh, call this year, yeah, because um, the football one kind of caused if you, you know, you know, you'd always have one or two people that say, you know, such a one should have been in there, or you know, a surprise to see. But it's great to hear that apart from you know, kind of uh, so many Kilkenny players um, nominated for that full back line, it's great to hear that both of you kind of are in agreement that the the selection seems to be. I suppose for you girls, it's the next thing is actually selecting the 15 and then I suppose out of that, then there'll be kind of question marks, you know, such one deserved it. That's the hardest part. The nominations are grand. It's the hardest part of selecting the 15, isn't it? Yeah, yeah exactly. Anne-Marie, um, you yourself this year went awfully in the Camogie. We ended up in the league relegation final for the first time ever now. It was the first time ever that um, Camogie introduced it, so um, it wasn't a great uh, league campaign for us. We lost all our games, and our game against Mead was actually put off three times um, due to weather. So we eventually got to play them, and we were lucky enough to defeat them. Um, we reached the the Leinster final then against Kilkenny. We beat Dublin in the semi final, so we were happy enough how our Leinster campaign went. But then, of course, Dublin bounced back in the first round and defeated us. And that was for the first time ever. Dublin had defeated us at senior level and then we went on and we played uh, Wexford and Meath and we defeated both of them and we played Tipperary in the second last round and they got a last second goal um, to win and that secured their quarter-final spot and it essentially knocked us out um, because we had a huge test go down and beat Cork and that didn't happen or <laughs> nothing really happened for us that day against Cork but um thought overall this year was a poor year for Offaly. The life of a PRO, I know what it's like. It can be great sometimes and then local championships, it's just such a busy time and it can be frantic. Um, you kind of be a dab hand of it at the moment. You're kind of a pro in the world of PRO. Oh, well, I try. I I nearly have to try and remember every person who scores in matches, especially for Offaly. Like, I, I just think it's madness how uh, little coverage our inter-county games get that um, I'm a player and I have to watch matches and try to remember who scored and then I have to go home that night and write an article on how awfully lost to Wexford or how awfully bet Wexford or whoever we're playing I just think it's madness um, but look that's what we have to do that's as players and as PROs and secretaries and whatever role we have on a county board we have to do to promote our game Um and look, I, I love it. Um, I really, really enjoy it. Last Sunday was our club county final and I, I just love the intensity, the posts and the stats, the, the videos, you know, it's, I get a great buzz out of it. So I love it. Um, also, uh, this year you had um, the, said, the the joys of being in Crow Park um on Ireland's final day, I suppose it was different from your role as PRO. You got to experience a different side to it all. You were working there as well. How how was the day for yourself? Yeah, I had a really good day. I suppose I was very lucky and very grateful to the Camogie Association for giving me an opportunity to speak at halftime. Um, I did a quick preview with Daryl Cohor um, just on the senior final. Um, I, I was lucky enough the way that I had played Cork um within a month of them playing the county or the All Ireland final and um when Cork played as they actually played 
um, four in the full forward line right in on top of the goalkeeper and I just mentioned it at half time and then all of a sudden they started the game with that and of course the referee ran in and took them out of the square but I suppose I was just lucky that I played um, that I had that knowledge that this is a tactic that Cork might pull out so yeah, it was a great experience. Um, and speaking of experiences and uh, Eilish, it's fantastic for yourself. And I suppose Cora Staunton was the one that started it. But um, a fantastic achievement for you, signing for Australian Football League women's side, Adelaide Crows. Um, first of all, tell us how the Rookie Tour came about. Yeah, um, it's been a whirlwind few days, to be honest, since it all started. So... Basically, how this um, came about was Crosscoder kind of set up kind of a recruitment thing for um, different athletes around the world. So they kind of they had people for, they had athletes from Ireland, England, Wales, um, the US, um, France, and like they had players from all over the world. So it was it was great to see. It was great to actually get to know the girls as well. Um, they ended up in eleven um, girls from Ireland between mixing between football and camogie. Um, so we we got picked to go out for this um for this cross colour thing and um it was just kind of like a couple of days of trials and a couple of days of testing just um for the clubs to come and see the girls um perform and then within a couple of days um a lot more clubs became more interested because they saw the talent that was there that was there between all the different codes and um a couple of offers started to be made in the first couple of days, so it was just it was amazing and then yeah, so myself and Yvonne and ended up getting signed for, for the Crows and for um, the Giants. So it's just, you couldn't, I guess I still can't even put into words, it's just, it's unbelievable. Like, I've come home and tried to start all over again when I, when I get emotional and she's celebrating the end. So it's just, it's been an absolutely amazing couple of days. Yeah, because I saw on um, our local school, would keep uh, an eye on former pupils and Ashley Sheridan from Cavan went to uh, Canuckwear and Granite and they had a snap of the cross coders and there was people there that like would have played soccer in England and you know it's the top 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 athletes and when you think of yourselves you are top athletes in Ireland but you're amateur athletes yeah we are but um, it's actually a credit to um, the ladies so far as all the girls over there and the co just the level that we're actually at and it was it was nice to see a comparison to other athletes around the world and to other sports because we're we're not that far behind this if i say we're even on power with a lot of sports for an amateur sport we're not doing too bad at all like the girls have adapted so quickly to the skills and everything like within a couple of days even only after a couple of hours of kicking over and back like how quickly they picked up on the skills of the game it was just it was incredible to see and especially when we played um that challenge game against some of the ASLW girls, like we, we just blew it out of the water. Like as a team of different sports and different codes to be able to go out and actually be the team that has been playing on you for a couple of years and are able to get picked in the draft. It was just it was crazy to see how, how good we were after a couple of days. Edith, do you think it could be a thing that um, in the next couple of years that a lot more players um, will be picked up from ladies football and we might actually see a decline in the superstar uh, ladies footballers all heading to Australia. Yeah, I think it's a huge possibility at the moment because what's happening in Australia is that it's they, it's absolutely, it's grown so quickly that they actually like they do have the talent out there but they don't have the ready made talent like they have here. Because you're looking at players that are well able to catch, kick a ball, have game play 
the smarts and the ball have are really good at movement. So you have all that that you have here and played at a high level. So you're looking at they kind of need players ready-made quickly in the next couple of years because mm-hmm. it's going too quickly at the moment for them to sustain. So that's where they're kind of starting to look outside. So I think like it's a huge opportunity for girls that have been playing days football in Kamoli because, yeah, we are amateur sport, but we do see the professionalism inside of it between the training and everything that goes along with it. So it's a huge draw. And, like, it's a, it's an ideal timing of season as well because you're looking at missing the league, you're going to be home for championship then if that's what you wanted to do. So like, you, you kind of get the best of both worlds, to be yeah, honest. I'm jealous. <laughs> was Cor- I think I'm starting because they're playing football. <laughs> was yeah, Cora going out there, Eilish? Was she the start of all this? Because I know like years ago you'd see the fellas going off down under, but uh, Cora was the first one that was able to make the grade. Or was it something in the back of your mind that you were thinking, I wouldn't mind doing that? Or was it when you saw Cora making that transition that you thought yourself, I'll try it out? Yeah, and if there had there had been a few girls before Cora that had gone over and made it, but like I think because Cora is such a high profile player, yeah, because there's a was, I think there's a girl from Cavan over there as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I think the fact Cora got over mm. just made it such big profile news over here in Ireland. And I think yeah, it's always something that you strive for. It's like me personally, like I love professional by the sport and would love like to have more. Like more time put in sport as well. So like the draw of being a professional athlete in in a sport is just something that has always been in the back of my mind, but just never knew how to get there. But then seeing the whole core thing and going over to the GWS was just it was the door wide open for the rest of the rest of the world in Ireland and anywhere else to give it a go. So when this opportunity came up, I was like, I have to go for it just to try and see how it goes. And like I literally went over to Australia for a kick and then ended up coming home. <laughs> Well normally normally people come home with pictures of themselves on Ramsey Street or in Home and Away, but sure you went one better. Yeah, home and away. <laughs> <laughs> I know, yeah, it's just absolutely crazy. You're a dual star as well, which makes it unique because you know, um before that I had players that had played, you know, football. But um is, you know, some of the, the fact that you played the bit of camogie there, is that toughened you up in the ladies' football? Is there is there a way that you can bring your camogie skills into the game as well? Oh, I can definitely do it. Like, you can see, um, like, with camogie, you use your hips an awful lot, like, between rocks, like, you know, like, with the rocks and everything, when the ball is in, like, you, you use your hips so much, where that, that isn't really in football. And, like, obviously, of course, the hand-eye coordination kind of everything as well, it's also huge. Um, but like there was a camogie all over with us with the cross cutters and the rain. So like it wasn't it was it was randomly footballers but like they they did have a camogie there as well and she was totally taken to the game as well. So I think it's it's open, it's wide open for any of any of the players here between football or camogie, it's just like the adaption is so quickly because we play at such a high level here and you actually don't even realise it until you go over and compare to other sports. Do you think it actually will hugely affect ladies' football? Like, say, for example, if you took Ashley Maloney, um, yourself, Horace Daunton, Sarah Rowe, um, um, Orla Finn, if these players were to disappear from ladies' football in the league, do you think ladies' footballs will struggle to try to keep those players enticed to stay at home, play their league campaigns in Ireland and, you know, try to come back for championship or, would it be a thing that these players might opt to try stay in Oz for a couple of years continuously and leave their county careers behind? 
It's hard to know. Um, like it is a huge draw. Like it definitely will affect the league campaign anyway for sure because if players if more players do get called out, like mm. it's, it's going like it's a tough decision. Like obviously you could leave your county and stuff, but it's just a, such a huge opportunity. And yeah, I think if players do, if a lot more players do get called in the next couple of years, it probably will have a, a bit of an impact on the league. Um, to be honest, um, and as for championships, I think that's a personal decision on whatever and, and exactly how how you're feeling after the season if you come through injury free and all that kind of thing but like I think most players would aim to come back for championship and stuff but again the draw of Australia and the lifestyle different things out there you know it's, it's no guarantee that you're going to come back for championship either but you know I think there could be a big draw and as you say have a big um, okay. big competition coming for, for me anyway for if, if it does um, build momentum yeah, do you think? Um, sorry, please. Oh, go on, go on, go on. I was just going to say, do you think it will take a lot to adapt um, from your fitness from playing um, in Australia and then trying to come home and get back to use of the the sloppy grass and the round ball? Do you think it will take a lot to adapt when you come home? Yeah, probably a little bit. I'm going to spend hours and hours when I get over there trying to adapt to the overball and put the hot the heat and everything else that goes on in the different style of play like it's going to take me a while to adapt but I think it's going to take a while to adapt when I come back as well because like, it's a completely different game um, but you'd be hoping that the S&C over and the fitness like levels that would be there would hopefully aid your championship return here in Ireland um, so I don't know it's, it's going to be a big challenge either way going over coming back everything is going to be a huge change so it's it's going, to be, it's going to be a challenge, but hopefully it'll all go well anyway. We're all about the, the numbers going over there to, to play the game, and Anne, we mentioned a couple of our, our top players, including yourself, going over there. Um, you know, the LGFA are making great strides in trying to get people to go to games, and numbers have risen, but this is something now that they're going to have to, to have something else there that is going to make the game, um, you know, more of a more of a cha- more more of a challenge, or um, you know, seem to be a better prospect for for a lot of players. You know, just because the lure of Australia, as you said, you know, there's everything there. It's an, an opportunity you might never get again. Yeah, exactly. Like it, it is. It's a huge draw, um, like a professional kind of, and that's something that we we don't have here. I think we won't have for a couple of years, like from what I can see. Just like, but it's impossible to compete with what they have over because the funding and sponsorship is massive um, for the professional game over in Australia. Um, so, like, it is it is hard for them to compete with that, in fairness. But, um, like, I think, yeah, like you said, earlier they've done absolutely loads for the game. Like, the, the attendance at the All-Ireland this year was incredible to see. Again, 50,000, like, building on that <coughs> record-breaking one as well. Like, it's just, it was incredible to see. It was incredible to see a full court park, like, at the finals. Um, so I've like, done a Trojan amount of work for at least football and trying to get more people at it. So like, I hope that they continue to do that and I hope that it won't affect it too much and that too many players will be drawn out. Anyway. The thing about it is when, when you're looking at now, Dublin are the leading ladies in football. So I suppose if there starts to be a number of players, no disrespect to girls from other counties, but if players yeah. from Dublin start making that the the move out there, then they're going to say, well, they're the big draw. But I suppose for the league, 
you know, even in the men's game and Camogie and that, you know, the, the league is always the league. It's kind of a, a preparation for the championship, but it's, as you said, it's trying to get back, but then it's trying to get players to come back to a championship. You know, are you going to be up for it after putting a couple of gruelling months behind you over in Australia? Yeah, that's the thing. Like, like you said, the league is league, and it's always going to be a threat for championship. But on the back of a, of a pretty much championship season coming from Australia, like, I, it's going to be tough. I'd imagine to come back, and especially the physicality of the game, it's going to be a different recovery kind of um, strategy as well, and depending on how you come through it. Because obviously, with the level of physicality it's there, it's a higher higher injury of or higher risk of getting injured. So. That's another side I look at as well, and I suppose hopefully just come through everything injury free, and we'll be able to feel it when you come home. Armory, would you do something like that? Oh, I'd love to. <laughs> I'd love to head off for a while. I think, you know, I um, I always like keep an eye out for the interviews where players, especially the GA players, mention about going professional and. I remember Joe Cannon's interview once. Um, he said he wouldn't like it to go professional, but of course he would love the opportunity to perfect the skills and perfect fitness. And, you know, I I look at the rules that they're trying to change now in the GAA about the football, because apparently football is rude. Um, and I just, I don't know, like, I would love the opportunity to go to a professional self, um, you know, and even experience a different lifestyle and the heat and... As Ailish has said, like, you know, the recovery and probably the strength and conditioning programs and everything that will be completely next level to what ladies football or camogie have on offer. Um, but like, as you said, I, I personally don't think the Dublin players will move for a long time. I think they have, they're probably offered a lot more than other yeah. counties with sponsorship and, um, promotions and deals and, um, you know, other counties aren't open to that, so of course they're going to jump at the the opportunity to to go. Eilish, what was the reaction like down home coming back uh, to tell the family that you're uh, moving down under for a couple of months? <laughs> um, well, I actually I had them told um, before I signed, but also before I signed, because I had an idea that I was going to be. Um, did they say? Did they say? Did they say to you in case something signed? You know, did they give you your bless their blessing? Um, I actually probably had decided before I even rang them and told them, to be honest. <laughs> but, uh, they were they were actually they were over the moon. They couldn't they couldn't believe the song because I couldn't believe it. That was that was the first thing. And then when it actually when we kind of hit home a little bit, they were just they were so excited. Like they, they don't even they don't even care how long I go for as long as I'm going and they're something like this because they know they know me and they know sports in my life. So something like this happened to me. They were just over the moon. So exciting that we're just still on, on a high. My mother doesn't get much on coming anywhere. So. <laughs> when are you um, heading out, or do you have to do something before you go out there, or what's the preparation like before you go to back to Australia? Um, yeah, there'll be a bit of they'll be sending me a program now in the next couple of days, um, gym stuff and running kind of conditioning stuff that I'll have to kind of start before I go out in November. It starts in November when I go out preseason. I think it's you can start the twelfth. So I'll probably head out a couple of days before that, and then straight into preseason of conditioning, gym, everything that goes along with it. Skills, lots and lots of skills, I think, and lots of gameplay video analysis. We should be going on for the first couple of weeks on there, just try and get to know the game a bit better. Ronan, now I know Clare, Clare is a beautiful county, 
But uh, in October and that to start doing all that training. But I suppose at the end of it, you're thinking uh, bright lights, sunshine in Australia. Yeah, it's going to be very different pre-season to my normal pre-season of muck and rain and wind, whereas now we're going to be in the absolute heat for Australia summer. So it's going to be a huge adjustment. I'm going to be doing pre-season in summer weather, which is something I've never done before. So that'll, that'll bring its own challenge. I'd say up in 30, 30-something degrees over there. So we'll see how that goes. Eilish, <laughs> when you look at... Um, uh, Claire's campaign this year in particular and the loss out to me um, is it something that you're overlooking at the moment your chance to get back at your county career again or are you just so hyped up in your um, you know your journey now for the next couple of months that you're going to wait to get back to actually have a look okay what can I do this year for Claire? Yeah um, to be honest yeah I'm probably a little bit kind of still in the bubble of Australian rules and not thinking too much about Claire at the moment um, because there's so much going on because of such a new game I have to learn I have to pretty much learn a new game from scratch and stay five months so it's at the moment it's pretty much just that but like in saying we do see it as a kind of stepping stone for when I do come back like because I should be at a, at a reasonably good fitness level for coming on the back of the position set up so that sort of things I'm hoping will help preparation for Claire when I do come back in whatever it is, April, May, June, whatever, one day when I do come home. But yeah, at the moment it's, it's Adelaide Pros is what's in my head at the moment and then yeah, I can, I can see it as a bit of a stepping stone towards Claire for Championship. Do you know anyone out there, um, you know, um, I know in various parts of Australia there's a good few Irish out there. Um, do you know some out there or are they going to house you somewhere where you're going to get to know other players? Um, I actually don't know anyone in Adelaide, not a single person. So um, that, that, that'll be a big challenge. I do have a few um, family in Sydney and stuff, but other than that, and there's obviously a couple of people from Clare that I just know of that are based around Sydney and stuff, but I actually don't know anyone in Adelaide, so that. That's going to be new, and I'm going to a place where I actually know no one. <laughs> yeah, because it's, it's, you know, it's, it's completely different in Ireland because you're always with the, the one club or the one county, and you've known them girls down yeah. to the years, whereas this is going to be completely different. Um, I know that the AFL is, you know, especially down south, and my cousin mentioned about um, trying to get into teams in Kerry. Do you think it's going to kind of hit off down here now with, with girls and over the you know, could they bring a branch maybe over here and and try this way over in Ireland of getting players to come to Australia? Yeah. Sorry, what's you try to set up teams over here, is it? Yeah, because I know that they've got um teams down in um Kerry and places like that. Yeah, they have there's actually a team here in Kerry and there's a team in Cork and Galway and a couple in the Midlands and over in Dublin and of course they do have a couple of teams here and they sell um, Ireland women's are actually working on setting up a proper league over here so that more girls can get playing and more girls can um, experience the game. So I think there will be a growth in it, to be honest, in the next couple, in the next while, in the next, especially with the new signings in terms of myself and Vaughan and with Cora playing as well. I think it's brought up the hype of the game. Um, and there's actually the um, there's actually a tournament down in Cork coming up this month. Um, and there'll be an Irish representation um, playing in that, so I think that'll draw in a good few guys as well. So it's definitely a growing sport here, and in fairness, AFL and 
women's are putting in a lot of work and they're trying to get a lot of girls involved. Um, so definitely will definitely will grow here. I think. See, it's all about the TV because I remember when I was young, it was always on the television. You know, you see Aussie Rules on on a Saturday or whatever on television, and that's how you got into watching it. Um, you know, we have an international series with the guys. I wonder is that going to be something that in a couple of years are we going to have an international series? With the girls from Australia coming over to play our top lady footballers, that would be yeah, that would be pretty good. What were the ones for though? There was a couple of years ago, I think, um, a good few years ago. I'm not sure if Cora actually played in it. There definitely was an Irish team that plays more women as you will say. Um, but it's it's a good few years ago now, for I can remember. But I think that would be it would be a great way for the connection to be built with the women's side of things if a team plays if a lovely team plays an Irish team definitely will be something worth watching I think the Irish girls will give them a good rattle to be fair I know but when you think of it and you remember them programs you used to have with the the, tra- the AIB, you know, the, the, the players, you know, tra- trading sports, isn't it amazing how the GA players, you know, the, the level that our players are up to um, yourselves um, as as athletes, you know, to come up against these top athletes and an amateur sport, it's it's it is just amazing, and it's how well you keep yourselves. Yeah, um, in fairness, yeah, like like I said earlier, on, there was absolutely no comparison, like between the two. Like it, we started straight into a sport that had girls have been playing with years and are at a professional level. Like it was just. We all adapted so quickly, and for all the physical tests, we were all went up there in the scores. Like even a couple of girls beat the um, the scores of some of the girls in the drafts. Especially early, I think from today, she was one of the quickest in the the sprints and in the jury test. She actually beat all the records that had been set for um, for the draft. So like, that's what you're looking at. You're looking at amateur girls basically from the sport. I went over and, and winning professional, um, beating professional athletes at, at their own test. Like it's, it's amazing. Like and yeah, they really do keep themselves at such a high level, and they train and play at such a high level. So it's great to see. I know you're going to have to put in a good bit of work. You know when you get over there to try and adapt. Um, Will you set yourself a little goal or will you have something there that you want to aim for or are you just going to see how it goes? Um, I'm going to see how it goes for a lot of it, but I really do. I do want to get a game in mm. and I want to get a couple of games in at least. Um, and there's actually, when they gave me the tour of the stadium um, in Adelaide when they brought me down for the day, um, there's a there was like lists on the wall of all the players that are played and you only get on that wall if you actually play a game, so not as weird as on the panel, but if you actually play a game, so my son on that wall, I was like, I want to get on that wall, I want to be one of the players on that wall, so yeah, I would just love to actually get some game time and do really well in that game time. So what's the ground um, like, is it anywhere like Hughes Park in Ennis, no? <laughs> it's, it's a lot better than Hughes Park in Ennis, to be fair, <laughs> um, the, the facilities they have is just, it's it's amazing. Like there's an indoor pool, there's a gym, there's an astrophysics there's recovery pool, there's ice baths, there's physio rooms, there's locker rooms, you have your own locker, everything. It's just and it's split between the men and women. Like there's both for each kind of towers, changes, everything. It's just from coming from um, late football, it's just 
absolutely mind-blowing to see the facilities that they have at their disposal. It's amazing. Eilish, how do um, the men and the women, you know, fare out together? I know in Ireland um, they're completely separate entities, even the Camogie Ladies Football, but do the men's clubs over there accept the women's clubs? Is a proper club? Does the ladies have full access to all the facilities you just named, the indoor pool, the gyms? Because obviously in Ireland that doesn't happen in a lot of countries. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I know that for sure. Um from what I can see in other clubs, yes, it's completely equal. The you leave the gym whenever you want. You're given the you're given the key card and you scan in whenever you want. We have our own change rooms, our own locker rooms. There's a communal room. There's a kitchen. There's protein shakes available. There's food. Everything is split between the two. Like it's it's equal usage for for everything. And like you wear time spent on the pitch as well. So it's it's very equal from what I could see um, from the two around. So. I mean, clearly it's pretty much the same with every other club that are that are out there in Australia. So that's great to see. Like it's it's something that we strive for here, like for for the football for Camogie. You know, you want to train in the county ground, you want to play in your matches in the county ground here. You know, you want to have equal access to gyms and whatever facilities that are available in the county. So to see that over there is something that I would love to take home and say, look, if they can do it over there, why can't we do it over here? It's something like that. Yeah, and that's why the women's game is prospering over there because they're under the umbrella. Yeah. The men have got they've got the same facilities. Because look at yourself, Cora. All the girls that are over there have proven that you know you can make the step just as Ty Canelli and lads like that were able to do. Um, and you know when you when you come back to Ireland, then you're back to the same thing. You know you're over there, you're equal. And then when you come back from Ireland, you're more than likely, as you said, fighting to try and see if you can get into Cusick Park. If you can get kind of games over, like we were down in um, Father McNamara Park, but a beautiful facility. But you know, it's yeah. sad to see that that's the county ground for for Clare Camogie. You know, yeah. it's, you, you know, you yeah. should be out in Cusick Park all the time. I know myself, you know, from being involved in football in Longford. Um, you know, a lot of time you'll be lucky to get into Glenham Brothers Bears Park, and you know, you players give as much to the GA, if not more, and you know, you should be treated as equals. Yeah, you know, you're, like you're dead right. Like it's, it's a pity that we can't get our league games or championship games in county ground. To be honest, I've, I've played in Cusick Park a couple of times for Camogie, but I've actually never played football game in Cusick Park for senior football for care senior football. Like I've never actually played a game in Cusick Park for football. That's like not. I've been I've been playing eight years on the senior team, and not one year have I ever set foot in Cusick Park. And it's not that we haven't requested it, but just. It hasn't been made available for when it's on the That's an awful pity. Um, Have you many games, Amory, in um, O'Connor Park? Um, no, we're actually... I think Offaly is a very unique situation where our, um, our county ground is O'Connor, O'Connor Park. Park. But Ball would be the, the um, Hurling. Both. Um, but um, the Hurling, the heart of Hurling in Offaly is in South Offaly. So... A lot of the Hurling fans, and there would have been huge campaigns over the last couple of years of bring Hurling back to birth. Yeah. And um, we would be very, very blessed and very lucky, very grateful that we get into birth for all our Camogie games. Um, they're brilliant to us. Um, now, we have played in O'Connor Park. I've played once there, um, but we just don't. You know, all of our players are brilliant in. anyway. Yeah, um, and all our players are in South Aussie, so we're lucky to have their, um, so, like, we're, unusual that we don't have the situation where we can't get into our county ground because um, just we don't play our games in our county ground. We like playing in, in Burr. 
So um, what are you going to do for Ailish? Are you going to carry your luggage and I'll bring, I pretend I'm going to clean her boots? Is that what we're going to do when she goes back to Australia? Yeah, we can go and help yeah. her? I was actually thinking I was going to hide in her suitcase and then she could say she'd bring a load of footballs over or something. And, well, <laughs> and too deep into her bag. <laughs> What's going to happen then for Christmas? Are you able to come home for Christmas or... Yeah, I am. They're actually they're gonna gonna fly me home. Oh, that's lovely. Yeah, yeah that is. Yeah, it was kind of part of the the deal. We were kind of when we were talking the business and stuff and the contracts and stuff. When we were being talked about, um, it was something that obviously yeah that they were going to take you know it's a big move coming over Australia and stuff. So they kind of appreciate the fact that I need some family time and we probably get a little bit more from when I'm when I'm outside. So. Yeah, I think it's just the way the treat. Sorry, no, go ahead. I'm just gonna say, just the way they seem to treat you. You know, I don't know anything about this club. You know, the first thing I heard about the Adelaide Crows was when I seen that you had signed for them, Ellis. But it just seemed to be, they seemed to be a very good, it seemed to be a very good home, homely club. Oh my god, yeah, they've been all above and beyond, like, for everything that they've done since since they were in contact with me. Um, like, they flew me to Adelaide, gave me a tour of the place, like, all in asking them any questions, any, any issues, and they said that they introduced it to all the girls, and that we're only at the end of the phone if there's anything that I need, and then, like, accommodation will be sorted over. Obviously, the Christmas and stuff, and they said they'd have to get a job if I need it or anything like that. So they really have just gone above and beyond in terms of I suppose even my mirrors going over, which is the one thing. And I think they definitely will help me settle in because everyone seems so friendly, and I think they know they're a big move and probably a mad one too. They're um yeah they're. The treatment so far has just been top class. It must have been really interesting, um, just when you mentioned that you were doing the business end of your contract. Like, I just imagine, like, at the start of the year, sometimes we do our one-on-one interviews with the management, and you're there and you're trying to crack a joke and you say, oh, yeah, well, I actually have a wedding this week, so I won't be able to go training that weekend. But I could never imagine him myself sit down for a manager and say, Okay, let's talk business here. <laughs> it must have been a really strange situation. Oh, it was. Like, it was such a foreign element to sport that I'd never, like, experienced. Like, you're talk- we're really talking money and we're talking extra perks that you can get out of um, because, obviously, the rookie contract, the wage is tight and they, they can't budge on that. Um, but, like, you're obviously coming from a different country, so you're going to need more of an allowance than, we'll say, a girl that lives in Australia and a buddy miles away from where she could live in. So, like, there's obviously different scenarios, and they have to cover then the the visa and stuff like that. So, because obviously, I don't know what kind of visa I have to get, but it's so we're working on the visa. Um, but they, again, they're going to be covering the cost of that, and it's just, yeah, we were lucky enough to have an agent because the cost coders, um, they actually supplied us an agent um, because they knew that there'd be some talks happening. So they kind of were able to deal with all that side of things. So I was just kind of saying to him what I kind of wanted as a base thing. And then he was able to kind of ask for it so much. 
you kind of are the middleman in it really it's kind of the agent that kind of doesn't have a hard thing for you but it's just it's definitely mad it's a, it's a different world it's a really useful world you know the reaction over in Ireland was absolutely brilliant but reaction in Australia as well around Adelaide you know there was a big thing you're the first international woman to sign for them and you know the way they, they go mad over you know the Irish and all that so it was a fantastic did you see any of the papers or the websites over there from your signing I actually I didn't see too much
Until next week, slán fall. Check out gemevents.ie, candy carts, chocolate fountains, selfie mirrors. We got all your party needs covered at gemevents.ie. Healthandfitnessireland.net. We put you back in control of your health, fitness, nutritional and well-being needs through education, advice and motivation. Check out healthandfitnessireland.net. Looking to dance the night away? Check out thelols.ie, the perfect sound for your next wedding, party or function. Great set lists, lively and sure crowd pleasers. The Lols. Dot IE.